Thank you for joining us on Merit Matters, a virtual series highlighting current events, industry experts, and local community engagement. I'm your host, Tammy Berklid, Principal of Merit Construction, and today we're highlighting our newest campaign, Challenge Accepted. The campaign looks to highlight Merit's strengths as a solution-driven company while also building up and promoting growth within our community by encouraging a change of perspective when faced with challenges. As we build relationships, create experiences, and deliver our product, we are always challenging ourselves to make each aspect of our business better. We listen, we evaluate, we brainstorm, we solve. Today, I have Lorraine Glenn here to discuss the challenges in her field. Lorraine is an architect with BCRA, a firm that Merritt has had the pleasure of working with over 45 times, a lot of history there. And today we hear her perspective on what it means to have a challenge accepted mindset in the design world. Hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. So Lorraine, tell me a little bit about your role and your journey in becoming an architect. So my current role right now with BCRA is as a project architect, and I'm in the process of becoming a project manager for the company. My main focus right now is with the behavioral healthcare sector. So I have variety of size projects, whether it's, you know, 16 beds or facilities or larger. And what that means for me as well is it changes a little bit of my area of focus and where I'm able to assist the project team. I have been on a very wild ride to right now. I started off focusing actually on interior design when I went to school and then throughout the process of my studios and talking with my professors as well as a couple internships that I was able to to have, I realized that architecture was more where my passion was. So I ended up switching my major to architecture and graduated in 2009 which talk about challenges that was a really difficult yeah frame <laughs> not a good time to graduate and try to find a job in any field but especially yeah. something to do with AEC yeah yeah but i was able to get a job a year later in 2010 so i've i worked with the firm for about i think 8 years until i came to BCRA and I was able to be exposed to, you know, high-tech projects, retail, industrial, multifamily, some federal work, whatnot. And so I feel really well-rounded in, in my exposure to different project types and client types, as well as relationships like with other contractors and other partnerships. So uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but I've, I've really uh, enjoyed where the last couple of years have brought us and enjoy the project type I'm able to work on right now. Yeah, I think it's such an important market and it's so great for you guys to be able to utilize the experience you gain from one client and pass that on to the next. And you just need to get better and better and better when you specialize in a particular area like that. I think there's something to be said for both sides. Like, I love that you're well-rounded. I love that you're not afraid to go into any particular arena. It's like, well, I, I've dabbled there before. Like, I'll, I'll work through it. And I think yeah. that's wise. Um, and we try to do that with, with our company as well. It's like, it's great to have a specialist. That person can mentor others on that particular market, but it's also important that person might not be available when that that 
project comes up. So we we try to do that same thing where we do have specialists, but then we keep everybody as well rounded as we can. So you know they have um, something something that comes up is always going to fit into their repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have worked with BCRA for how long now? Almost three years. Okay. We've worked with BCRA for, oh my gosh, so many years. We've done um, like 50 projects together over the many, many years. Obviously, I wasn't there for all of those things, but it's been a tremendous partnership and there have been so many different architects that we've worked there with and other team members. I think BCRA really has a very strong presence in the South Sound. Can you share a little bit about BCRA's mission? and kind of the history, like how long you guys have been in the South Sound? Yeah, so like you said, you know, we've had partnerships for a very long time, and and I as well have not been there for all of them, Um, but uh, it sounds like it's been an amazing um, partnership with you guys. BCRA has been around for a little over 32 years in the South Sound area. We do also have the branch office in Seattle, um, which has been, I think, about 10 years now. And our mission and our focus has definitely been in the community. It's been very much about what spaces and places can really enhance the encouragement for community connection, for the ability to thrive, the ability to have pride in place, as well as serving the lesser than. There's a lot of organizations that we've been able to partner with that may not have realized that they could have this amazing place and, and, or didn't think that they deserved it or whatever that may be. And I really, um, I get excited about those projects and I get excited about um, the ability to have that type of motivation when we go into a project, right? You know, with everything you need to have a why. And with that why, you can always come back to the soul with any challenge, you know, you can go back, okay, what is the main focus right. here? What is the reason why? Is where it's it hurts and it's hard. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It's so important yeah. to have that to go back to to sort mm-hmm. of refocus yourself and okay, this this is the heart of this. This is why I wanted to do this, and this is why I'm going to succeed and forge forward. Yeah, and I think it's it's even it's kind of ironic because you have those challenges, and I feel like you become even stronger when you get through those at the end. Yeah, I I think that, again, the community partnerships has been a huge part of our mission, as well as making sure that, you know, we are providing the best possible outcome with the resources that our client has. It could be limited, it could be endless, but really navigating through that and making sure that we're not shortchanging where we could really push the envelope and really provide a brilliant design concept. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. And we are always so excited when we get to work with you guys on a project and see the creativity that comes out of the woodwork. And especially if I, you know, if I get to be in on the pre-construction side, if we're really collaborating in a team build way, I love being part of that process and watching your guys' brains go. It's so different than me. I, I'm not a creative. So I, you know, I probably feel like I look in the meeting sometimes like a little puppy. Hmm. What does that even mean? Or how did you come up with that? Yeah. But yeah, I love that. I love that about your firm. And I love that about you. You and I connected right away. Um, the first time when we got a chance to work together, there's just something about the way that you, um, 
work, there's a sincerity to you and also a, a deep care and concern for what we're doing. We happen to be working together right now with a client within a mental health capacity and your excitement and your why comes from the ability to help those that are potentially not accepted in another environment. We're trying to create a place where people that don't fit in in another place and actually need assistance and need help and need to grow, um, we're making a place for them. And I see the passion in your eyes when we when you talk about it. And I I totally believe and know that it's real that you you find purpose in that. And that's why you love doing what you do. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of that has come out of the years that I've spent working on all these different projects as well. You know, I've, I've been on the side where a client didn't give that back to me. Like they, they didn't really express that they cared too much about the project. And so my ability to give my all and to really push through things was, was I had to draw from another place in order yeah. to make sure that that project got complete. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a different experience when you can talk with an owner and immediately understand what it is that you're able to give them and understand that their heart is pure and, you know, they're looking to provide the same services that we're wanting to help <laughs> with. So. Yeah. It, I mean, that's one of the things I think that we're both tremendously blessed by is being able to bring an amazing vision. So the client, the client comes to the table with something that's a beautiful thing that they want to do for others. And then we get to make that dream come true. Like we get to take the dream and and make it into a reality, you from the design right. perspective, and then us from the building. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing. And it's, it's a great thing when it comes together. And then especially when you get to see that afterward, when you get to see wow. that facility serving the community in the way that you hoped in the way that you dreamed, and I'm so excited for that in this instance, that particular client that we're talking about right now. I'm so excited to have that impact in our community and have that sector served and our sector served in that way. I think it's going to be really amazing. Yeah. And I think just to go further on that point, I think that it's never been more apparent how badly we need these types of services. I mean, this last year has definitely heightened the mm-hmm. mental health awareness factor and you know, we've already been working with these types of facilities for a long time, but it wasn't until this last year that it actually really resonated with everybody. I think what happened is all of a sudden it was like so much more relatable for people because they were experiencing some of the things that happens when there's a a mental health crisis of some sort. They were like, oh, like I can now see how you could get to that place because we were all you know, our mental health was challenged for everybody during this and not one person was not affected. You know, people can say, oh, you know, well, basically my life was pretty much the same, but the ability to not gather, to not go to church services, to not be able to go to a wedding or a funeral or, you know, there's, there's just no way it didn't impact people. I think it definitely came to light and it became a lot more relatable for people, which I think is great. I think it helps people be supportive of the mental yeah. health community. So it makes me happy. Yeah, thank you. Can you share a challenge that you've consistently seen in your workplace and kind of something that's, uh, it doesn't have to be related to a recent time. It can just be something that is a consistent issue that you've come up against and kind of how 
and it can also be your, your firm as a whole. It doesn't have to be just you, but how you've implemented a strategy to overcome that situation. I mean, there's so many to think of. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, when I was thinking about this, an, an incident happened where it really made it apparent that, you know, this is kind of an ongoing thing and I think it will go for a really long time. Um, but our our industry in general, and I think the, the last 10 years have kind of proved this a little bit further, is that it's it's pretty volatile, right? Our our ability to um, maintain work, have consistent work, it really ebbs and flows depending on the economy, depending on, you know, what the trend might be, depending on, you know, lumber. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All of those things. And I, and I think with that, there's, um, you have to find that balance of engaging your staff, right? And, and keeping them feeling consistently important and impactful in the work that you do especially if there's a team say you have a really large multifamily project something happens where you know it has to go on hold right well that whole team is now struggling to what am I doing this week right and um so I I, I see that as a consistent entity I don't think that'll ever change yeah, <laughs> I totally agree yeah and it's kind of a challenge that I enjoy a little bit. And, and here's why. Um, we have a lot of architects and designers have a very, a very strong learning mindset where okay. we have to challenge ourselves. We have to constantly grow and learn and, and find new ways to do things, right? We have, to, we have to try a new design strategy. We have to learn a new software program. And I think it's, it's been more apparent where I guess it's been more um, uh, needed, especially in this last year, uh, to find ways to maintain the staff that, that you love and cherish and, and you don't want to have to make them go on a shared work situation or whatever it may be um, and and keep them feeling like, you know, we, we love you. We want you to stay here. We want to make sure that you feel like you're engaged. And what can we do? What do you love to do? What is it that you that makes you tick? And so we started doing these initiatives in our company where they can be proposed by anybody. You know, it doesn't have to be within a certain sector or anything like that. For instance, we have a sustainability initiative where there's various things within that. We focus on what are some of the, the current programs that are out there that we can start to research and implement within our you know, current and future projects? What are the materials that are out there that we can start creating a database of products and construction materials that fall within that sustainable factor? And, you know, the red list, I don't know if you've heard of that, and the uh, um, EPD list of, you know, materials that have EPDs and how can we implement those, you know? So anyway, so it's, it's this really great, uh, objective to help people feel like they can thrive in the place that they are um, without having to be on a, you know, consistently billable project, right? I love it because I'm always wanting to learn and grow and, and teach and, and make sure that people can feel like they know the latest information that's out there because our industry is pretty uh, progressive <laughs> on certain things. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's been a huge win 
that has only gotten better within the last year and will probably be an ongoing initiative and ongoing thing that we do as part of our company to feel like people are contributing and they're not being stagnant. I I love that. So let me make sure I am understanding what you guys are doing. So you have your, you have your projects and everyone's assigned out into their sector that they're working in. But at the same time, there are several things that are out there that are just um, more blue sky type things that are these are initiatives that we care about as a company, and we're always working and striving to be the most educated, the most informed, and make an impact in our community with these initiatives. So mm-hmm. at any given time, you can invest yourself into one of those initiatives, provided your workload allows for it, obviously. Right, obviously. And, and you can contribute to that mm-hmm. in, in making your company a front runner in any one of those initiatives. The thing that is mind blowing for me, and I have to say this is like a huge kudos to your company because it's not something I've heard of before, but I love it. You said you don't have to necessarily have a project where you have billable hours, Mm -hmm. which in architecture, from my understanding, is like an an attorney. And it's just a, a rare situation where you have the gift of saying, Let's take your strengths. Let's take your passion. Let's take something you love and let's let our employees invest in that. And then we can take that in turn and invest that back out into our community. I mean, it's just very forward thinking. I'm all about strength based um, workplace. I have spent a lot of time and a lot of training on it um, for myself so I can understand my employees because I have them all do the strength test and understand who they are. And I have a couple of learners and I understand that desire to constantly be investing in your own brain and making sure you're growing and learning. I don't necessarily have that. It's not one of my strengths, but I understand it. And I love that your company's doing that. That's just a huge win for BCRA and very insightful for them to see that even though it's not a billable situation, there will be a return. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it's a holistic return, right? I mean, like you were saying, it's it's forward thinking so that we can be ahead of the game for future projects and, and ahead of the game in our industry, but it's also inward thinking because we are investing in the employees. We're we're investing in and in making sure we heighten and focus on the fact that we love what they bring to the table and we don't wanna negate their own strengths. I hundred percent agree with that. Well, also, you, you know, as an employer, you're investing in people mm-hmm. and you don't want to lose them during a lean time. And your industry is the same as mine um, as far as that goes with the, you know, feast or famine is what we say. Yeah. You said ebbs and flows. But, you know, for us, we're either, you know, dying on the vine or we have so much that we can't manage it all. And, and it's so rare that there's somewhere in between. But I love I just love that approach and it makes me proud of our partnership with BCRA to recognize that they see that and they know that and that they're doing something about it. So I love hearing that. That makes me so happy. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you personally maintain a, a positive attitude about challenges in your work? And then how do you encourage others to do that as well? Well, it kind of goes back to what we discussed earlier about finding the why. Um, you know, you, your positive attitude tends to be a direct reflection of, of how well your, your projects are going <laughs> and how 
<laughs> Absolutely, that's real. <laughs> um, and I think that the motivation to just keep pushing, just keep moving is when you go back to those original meetings and you start dreaming big again, right? You start, you go back to why is it that we are invested in in pursuing this project and why are we going after this? And then really picking picking up those elements and trying to feed those into your day-to-day work. I think the other motivator and how I try and maintain a positive attitude is knowing that today is one day, you have tomorrow. <laughs> like whatever happens today, it ends at well, sometimes six or seven o'clock, but you have <laughs> you have tomorrow to, to pick up those pieces and start again. And at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not the end of the world if you don't get that email out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think the the other thing that really motivates me as well is the ability to reach out to my coworkers and to just check in with them and see how they're doing. Because if, if I'm having a hard day, they're probably having a hard day as well. And I feel like you can mutually find a way to to build each other up and to take that next step. You know, I, I feed off other people's vibes and their energies. And I, I, I definitely get that sense of, I want to be there for them. You know, I, I think they, if they need someone to be positive, then I can sometimes, you know, dig deeper, dig deeper and find that. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? It's like, there's something about the way you are. I think that you get filled up by helping others. And yeah. so it also, it takes, it takes your mind off whatever you're dealing with. If you're having a rough day and you're like, hmm, I really don't want to focus on this right now because it's just making me more and more frustrated. And, you know, I'm feeling down. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Heidi and be like, Heidi, how's it going? How did that meeting go this morning? And then before you know it, like you said, you're reaching out to help her. But when you serve others and when you reach out to other people, it fills you back up. You both gain something from it. And I think that's, it's something that I bet I would say, especially in the construction industry is very underutilized, but it Mm -hmm. shouldn't. Yeah. It's sometimes a little bit challenging if I told all my guys that they need to go call each other and do pep talks. <laughs> I can't imagine how well that's going to go over, but you know, the people that are are in leadership can absolutely do that, and they should. Yeah. You know, yeah. And these days too, I think utilizing teams as a quick like, yes, you, you're in a meeting with someone. Like I did this the other day, and because I I know how much it would make me feel, how well happy I would feel from receiving it, and. You know, one of the the women on our team, she just did a stunning job with little snippet of information that she was in charge of for a presentation. And right afterwards, because it's teams and we're kind of all doing everything at the same time, I just sent her a quick message and I said, that was amazing. You rock. And me taking the time to do it, I feel like boosted my own desire to be engaged with the meeting and to, you know, yeah. you know, be positive just as much as it maybe helped her. That's a that's a great word and something that I think people would be surprised how how much you get out of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what do you think the most challenging thing is about being an architect? Um, there's an, a lot of answers to this question, and I think I'll pick probably the most obvious one is that. We pretty much have to know everything about everyone 
at all times. And we are the funnel. We tend to be the funnel of all knowledge of, about a project and whether that's um, the schedule, the, the budget, the people that are involved, the, the code requirements. Um, you know, we, we have to, the, sorry, the sorry. Oh yeah, the permit. <laughs> yeah, all the permits. All the permits. Every single one that's involved. Um, and I think because of that, you know, we obviously wear all that, all these different hats and sometimes all at the same time. And with that, I think we can become overwhelmed, you know, and we can drop the ball on something. And it's, it's horrible when that happens. And it's, you feel like you have to like, be that person for every single person on the team <laughs> that like, you know, catch, catches them if they fall, which, yeah. you know, that's a, that's, that's a lot of stress. And it's not something that I take lightly at all. So, you know, when we're working with project teams and trying to strategize, you know, what role and responsibility does everyone have on it? I definitely don't take my hat of project architect lightly. <laughs> and I think it also it gets harder when you start to work on several different projects at the same time, you know, and then all of these different projects have different timelines and different consultant teams, you know, and you're, you're sending an email off to someone at this electrical engineering firm and they're not on that project. Why are you sending me this information? And then <laughs> I've done that a few times, but it's hard because I think, I also going back to what we talked about earlier, you know, when you have such a strong heartfelt care, like you care about this project so much and you want to give everything you can be because it is such an important element in our community that adds another like stress yeah. level <laughs> to it. I think it's good you talk about that because, you know, our, you know, construction companies and, and architect firms, they tend to be, you know, you, you guys have the most challenging time at the front end yeah. and then it gets handed off, you know, to us and we're trying to carry out your design. And I, I bet they've rarely heard the stress that an architect carries trying to balance all the balls and understanding what it's like that every single piece of every design member the civil engineer, the structural engineer, everything, the plumber that turns in the design build permit, all of those things flow through the architect and the architect is ultimately responsible for all of those things. It just, it's just good. I mean, I'm glad that you said it and I'm glad for people to hear that it's just super challenging. I'm glad for my people to hear how hard it is to do your job and the same as it is when we're out in the field managing all the trades and all of the stuff and going how does everybody expect us to like you know yeah. how can how can one ball not drop during this it's like it feels impossible um it just gives us grace for each other yeah and something important to remember and that's something <laughs> i'm coming up with in this challenge accepted campaign when people talk about everything it's like it feels like every time we talk i say well it's just grace on top of grace because <laughs> mm -hmm. there's there's just not a lot else you can do in some of those situations but put yourself in the other person's shoes and you know give them heartfelt grace yeah we definitely have our mantra of grace and grit at yep. you know and absolutely live it out every day 
Yeah, I'm a big grit fan. I don't think people recognize what it takes to polish a pearl. Mm. And that's, Mm. it's nothing but grit. And the reason that you get to the place where you can be grace-filled is because of all the grit that you've been through. But you come out stronger, like you said earlier. And the best thing about that, coming out stronger and and then being able to have grace for others because of what you've been through is knowing that you don't have to be afraid of that in the future. So once that particular grit has come into your life and you've dealt with it, Mm -hmm. it's like the next time it comes your way, it's not, it's not anything that, that is something that you need to struggle through. And I love those things when, you know, once you get on the other side of them, I'm like, I can't wait to deal with this next time. I'm going to do so much better. You're so ahead of it. You're not going to let it get to the point that I got to last time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I love those instances too, because you can also, you can teach that to someone else. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I talk with the individuals that work kind of under me that I'm trying to mentor or teach, I'm always telling them like, your job is to take my job. And the only way for that to do, for me to do that is to keep you everything that I know when it happens so that you can be better and better and better and grow faster and faster and faster. Yeah. I love those moments of grit. And there's a great analogy that I heard. (laughs) Ironically, it was in like a relationship video, but um, it totally relates to this where you were talking about, you know, the grit helping you have the grace and, and vice versa in that relationship. And this, the analogy was that relationships are like rock tumblers. And you get two rocks, you know, you put them in a tumbler and you're constantly, you're tumbling, you're going through things. And each of those rocks is slowly itching away and and breaking down all of those little bits of grit so that in the end, you have this beautiful gem, this polished stone. And I'm like, oh God, that's like perfect analogy for any relationship. And it does relate to this industry a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to stumble through some things and figure some things out. But if you have grace through it all and understand that it's only going to make you stronger as a person, then you're going to be that much better in the long run and your relationships will be that much stronger. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, like, like I said, once you, once you've been through the grit of something, it allows you very easy grace for others because you remember how you stumbled through it and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally get where you're coming from. Don't be hard on yourself. It helps you, you know give them grace, but also ask them to give themselves grace. And then, then Mm -hmm. you use both the grit and the grace to grow others. And I think, I think that's what it's all about. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a person that's invested in others, um, being your best self and then investing in others, I think that's just a beautiful path that that stuff goes through. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage the challenges that come with the owner, architect, and contractor relationship? I'm sure you've never had any challenges. I'm sure that, uh, certainly not with a contractor. No, never. I, I love every contractor I've ever worked for. Um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say to like the key in that sentence is relationship. And we just talked about how, you know, relationships are, are difficult and, you know, you manage through grace and grit. To, to come out the other side. And if you if you start off any of those relationships with the understanding that you're in it together, you're you're in this for the win. You're in this for that end result, which is for the client team, right? They're, they should be the focus. And set it up for success in that way so that you're all on the same page about why you're doing what you're doing and who it's for. 
then usually you can come back to that when you when you get into a struggle. Some of those challenges also come through communication, which also is a huge thing with relationships, right? Like you have to understand who are the key decision makers in this team, who are the key um, players essentially, and then um, how, why, and and when do you need to communicate? You know, I I tend to think there's no such thing as over communication, but it can be over communication if it becomes redundant, right? If if you're you're using it as a form to just brain dump your own thoughts, you know, versus being very strategic and thoughtful. Um, there's some contractors where I they they hated email, and anytime I tried to I wrote an email, you know, they would call me because <laughs> they're like, I don't like this. <laughs> so I, I got into a rhythm of I call this contractor and we talk through things when anything comes up, and then you would follow up with an email or whatever just just to make sure you understood everything. Yep. Yeah, you have to. There's one thing I've learned is follow up with an email. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, the the other struggle that that I've I've come across is when the contractor um, befriends the owner in a way to kind of play them against us. Mm. Um, that is that is a huge oh that that rubs me the wrong way so bad. Um, and you're you're then you're you're on different different sides, right? You're they're they're out to get their own, and they're yeah. playing us out to get our own. And the and the owner, the poor owner, and client is stuck in the middle of that relationship, and it's hard to to navigate through that. I've done it a couple times, but um, yeah, I I couldn't give you the the best practice forward <laughs> uh, to to try and navigate um, how to not make that happen. Um, well, I think, I mean, our approach with that with team build is, is that the owner does have a separate relationship with the architect and a, a separate relationship with the contractor. There's independent accountability, but mm-hmm. our goal is always to have the the any problem that comes up. The conversation is first with the architect. Right. We want to go to the owner with a solution that we both agreed to, that we both are happy with, that we both feel is the best value to the client. Mm-hmm. We don't want to ever be in a situation where we're having a conversation in front of the owner discussing the problem and yeah. potentially who's to blame. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's not um, that's not going to win anything um, for anybody, not even the client. I'm sure the client is like, how about you two, you know, grow up and then come back when you figured this out? I mean, I'm put you in a room, discuss. <laughs> you to solve problems. So yeah, that's a, that's a shame, and it shouldn't ever happen. I can't. I mean, I can assure you, it happens to me as well. On on our side, we have had architects who've done that exact thing. They go behind and try to, you know, get the owner on their side, and that's just such a disservice to the client, and um, it's just really unfortunate. So I mean, we yeah. just have to we have to stay working with people that we believe in that we trust and that's why these relationships like uh, merit and bcra are so important because i think construction moves at the speed of trust yeah and if very you don't true. Have trust <laughs> between your team members it's going to be slow and arduous and painful for everyone involved and potentially expensive so you get team members that you believe in that you know have your back and you know you develop relationships where my superintendent can call you and say hey 
um, we got a problem here. What do you want to do with this? And you guys can solve it before there's even a, a necessary, you know, all the documentation doesn't have to be there. It's a conversation. Yeah. Let's fix this. The client doesn't even have to know there was a problem because they're paying us to manage problems. Yeah. So I just think, I think that that's where the win is, is, is the relationships and, and really building up that trust and knowledge. Like you have to know our people before you can trust us because you have to know their skill set. If my superintendent calls you with a solution and you don't know, you don't have a history with him and you don't know that he's capable and competent, it's going to take you more time to to review that situation. You might have to look at it. You might have to come out to the site instead of being able to make a decision with two people that trust each other collaborating and using their skills and knowledge to solve a problem. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that I try and do <laughs> as much as I can is to have those types of kickoff meetings at the very beginning where you're doing some of that team building. You're doing that understanding, you know, Let's talk about how we want to communicate. Let's talk about who's the person that we want to call if this situation comes up, you know, and really make sure that is laid out for everyone, including the client sometimes, so that they know who they can, you know, trust and, and know who they need to talk to if something happens. So, yes, our contract is with the with the owner and the client, but the relationship is with you guys. And and that's one of the strongest things that that is going to provide the success of the project for the client, yeah. you know, I mean, it, the it's for them. It's us working together for the benefit of the client. That's exactly. what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah, that's your why. That's what you come back to. That's what motivates you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So can you think of someone specifically or a situation inside or outside your organization, or it can be a home thing, you know, mm -hmm. anything that's been an inspiration for you in regards to someone overcoming a challenge and you know that that you really admired their approach to the challenge yeah I have I have a lot of examples in my mind but I will say that the one that really sticks to me and has been kind of my personal motivation since I was very very young is actually my mother she w was diagnosed with cancer at a very young age she was only 32 and um had it for about seven years and throughout that time you know I was very very young and my I have one older brother as well the struggle that she would have had to go through physically emotionally personally um was pretty much un, I would hate to say unknown to us but you know she never missed a beat you know she was at all of our games she was part of our like PTA group she was part of anything that we were doing as a, as a child, like she was like ultimate parent. But the reason why she was able to do that is because she really um, relied on the support of family and friends to come around us and to be kind of that like sub parent for us when she couldn't be there or when, um, you know, she had to be away or if, if something bad was happening. And so that to me really harnesses that sense of community. And, and recognizing your weaknesses and finding strengths in other people to come in and be that strength for you where you can't meet that need. You know, you were talking about the strengths finder and all of that. And I'm a huge, I, I'm also, I love those types of questionnaires. And I'm always like, oh, what's my strength this week? You know, um, and I think that part of the reason why I love that is because I 
love to figure out what other people's strengths are and to give them opportunities to thrive in those strengths. Mm -hmm. And that's going back again to the initiative process that we're, that we're working on with the company is, you know, people have different elements of them that they might not even know. And I, I love the idea of helping them find that and giving them the platform to really shine Mm -hmm. and to be, make an impact with that. And that comes with, again, that sense of awareness of your own shortcomings and finding others around you to create that holistic community of rock star, whatever it may be, whether it's a parent, whether it's um, an outreach organization, or if it's a firm, again, that that just come ingrained in my everyday. I think that's, that's such a great thing. And such people don't probably think about that, but knowing where there's gaps Mm-hmm. yourself and then looking around you to say, how can I fill the gaps so that my children don't feel the gaps so that my staff don't mm-hmm. feel the gaps. That's, that's some wisdom right there. That's some really great, mature thinking to say, I'm going to, I'm going to not, not be looking for my strengths. I don't have any issues there. I need to look where the gaps are and then surround myself with people that can make those gaps seamless mm-hmm. to the people that I love and, and to my work, um, to my coworkers, to all, all of those places. I, th- I just think that's, that's a really great thing because I'm always about, you can spend a lot of time on your weaknesses, trying to make your weaknesses better, but that seems like such wasted time when you could work within your strengths and just do so much more with right. your it working within your strengths and allowing someone else to come in and shine in your weakness. I mean, that's a huge thing. And that's really cool. That's a neat story about your mom. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, so tell me, we're going to get into the get to know you questions. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> There's one in the middle that we'll do first because it's not as m- much about you, but more about your industry. And I still think it's, it's a really good relevant question for mm-hmm. people to hear about. So what are some common misconceptions about your industry? Oh, there's so many. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is that it's glamorous. <laughs> that, it's like, that it's like all we do all day is draw on blueprints. Right. And like <laughs> do pretty buildings. It's like, it's, it's so not bad at all. I mean, there's, there's some of those, what we call star architects you know, and, and that's what people see, you know, you look at movies of people that are portrayed as architects and it's like, they, they always have a drafting table with blueprints in front of them. And it's like, well, what the heck? Like, we don't do that. But I think it's that it's limiting us. It's showing, it's like showing mm. us one, 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 dimensional. one dimension. And we are, we are so multidimensional. We have so many different aspects of, of what we're able to provide. You know, it's not just a building. It's not just four walls. It's, um, it's a, a place that community can meet. It's a place where, you know, decisions are made. I mean, what is it that we spent 70% of our lives in buildings? It's like, we're a really important part of the infrastructure of our day-to-day lives. And yet I think that we're not taken seriously. <laughs> uh, I think that's where, um, yeah, I, w- I would love for that misconception to be blown out of the water. Um, <laughs> say we just draw pretty pictures all day. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. And pe- 
people wouldn't really think about that. But I guess I never really think about it. When I see an architect on a movie, I don't really think about it very much because yeah. I know, you know, I have a much more realistic picture of the glamour involved in um, being an architect. You know, there's no one ever thinks a general contractor's life is glamorous. So I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> sure, in a whole other way as well, you know, yeah. with my metal lunchbox and my pants too low and, yeah. you know, just oh, right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one project that you're really proud of. I did a, um, I did a fire station down in Albany, Oregon, uh, quite a few years ago. And it was the most rewarding project I've ever worked on in my career for multiple reasons. But the biggest one was the firefighters that I got to work with, the, the community members that I got to to help create for and you know they were so flabbergasted by the idea that they could have a space like this you know that they could be um focused on that they could have the ability to to shape something that they got to work in every day and they were so grateful and so engaging and funny and i think the community as well were so excited to to have a project that they could be proud of and, and that really represented who they were and, you know, what their, what their firefighters mean to them as well. Cause yeah. with, with that, you know, you, it's publicly funded. So the community said, yes, we need a new fire station and that we got a chance to take, take that vision of what it is that the firefighters would, would really want to have and, and make that into reality and have it, it was, it blown out of the water too. I, I just was so excited about that project and felt so proud. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when a project like that comes to an end, right? Oh my gosh. I, I was like crying at the opening money yeah. because I was like, Oh, I don't get to see you every week. And yeah. yeah. Great people. Well, we've definitely gone through that same stuff. We, finished a church and we worked together for over a year and we we were there on the night the first night that they got together and used the sanctuary and worshiped it was like so <laughs> you know it's it's just like we said it's taking that that dream and bringing it to life and then once you do and it's being used in the way that it was intended it's just overwhelming like it's overwhelming in an awesome way and then you do you kind of grieve when you leave that it's like because you get so used to working with the same people and that's your rhythm and that's that those are your people for a year and then the, oh it's over and you just don't see them or talk to them anymore because that would be weird because you're not working together. Would, it be weird? would it really be weird i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think sometimes you can you can still have lunch together or whatever, but I mean, it's like that thing where you're having these regular project meetings and you yeah. talk to them like three or four times a day and then, you know, it just kind of shoop, falls right off to the bottom. Yeah. So tell me, what does the glamorous architect like to do in her free time? <laughs> and when I have it, um, I actually, so I just moved actually. Um, I, I bought a house, my first home ownership adventure. And it's a 1923 home. And so as you can imagine, there are a lot of little projects and things that need to happen. So I'm, I'm kind of playing house right now in my free time, um, learning how to drywall and fix electrical light outlets and put in new lights and actually be my own client for once. So that's, 
that's kind of what I'm doing these days. That's so neat. And that must be so amazing. I wouldn't know how to design anything. And honestly, I'm really not your best option for drywalling and electrical outlets. But I definitely know people. And so if you need any help, you reach out and we will be there in a heartbeat. Well, it would probably be about three hours though, because that's okay because okay. I I also have a place in Oregon. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. We um finished a place we're in between Bend and Redmond. Oh, love that area. Yeah. Ten minutes from Bend. Um it's it's basically still being finished. We just put the lawn in and um mm-hmm. down to punch list, but it's been a lot of fun and it's so beautiful here. I love the weather. It's definitely a lot better than Washington. It's that dry heat, right? On oh, yeah. the high desert here, but you're okay. Portland, so yeah. it's not quite as much. But yeah, I, I think it's a great community, a great area. I love the people here, and it's a good bridge between the two places. I feel like, I guess I feel like I'm a good bridge between the two places. I yeah. love Washington. I love it here, and it's good to be able to get both sides of that. Mm-hmm. And you never know, we might need to expand merit and get into Oregon I would absolutely love that so <laughs> I would too. you know I mean I'm looking around here I'm not seeing um the I'm not seeing as many general contractors or um what I would expect honestly mm-hmm. uh, I've kind of even the few things that I've been trying to get done I call around and I can't find anybody and um mm-hmm. so I'm starting to explore it a little bit, just exploring. Well, I mean, if you think about it, one of the reasons why I I moved here was mostly for my family, but the the company has done work down here and has some connections and things. And me having 10 years of industry experience in Portland specifically, you know, I'm able to reach out to all my old connections and start building those relationships down here, which is part of what my job description will will start to include. So. Yeah, it's I so excited. I'm I love this area and I I love I love BCRA to the point where it's like I they need that here. We we need that type of of community and and service and I have never been so proud of a company Mm. than than BCRA. Like just everything that they're standing for as well as the the stuff that you don't see but I know is it you know is building ourselves into a sustainable future where everyone is given those opportunities to pursue what they love and to really capture that spirit of like service and why we do what we do. I mean, you go into this this line of work with so much when you come out of school and then you get the reality slap in your face and it's really disheartening sometimes. Yeah. And um, it's when you have the kind of stuff going on in the company to help remind you of, of the things that excite you about this industry, that it, it just helps make those hard days that much better. That's incredible. And I think, I think that's so real that you could, you could come out and be super disheartened and, and believe that you thought it was going to be a certain way. It could turn people off to the point of walking away from, you know, the career. 
and I'm I'm all about be who we say we are. We I say that to my people all the time. We're not. It's not a sales pitch. You be who we say we are. If we said we were going to do something, we will do it. If we need to come to the table, we'll come to the table. Financially, whatever it looks like, we need to be honorable. We need to have character. Our our tagline is built on character. If you're out there doing things that are dishonest or don't have integrity, you can't be here. That's not who we are. So. I just think it makes me so happy for you to work that you can work for a company that you believe in. And it makes me so happy to hear that about BCRA. Like, it's just a cool thing to know that what I'm perceiving or what I'm thinking and when I'm investing in, in developing the relationship further with BCRA, that I'm on the right track and that it's a good thing. And there's a whole new generation of people coming up through BCRA that are, are, you know, on just very progressive thinking, thinking about being an employer of choice is really important to me. An employer of choice means to me that even when the market is all employee driven and you can work wherever you want to, that you choose to work at Merit because of the way that I've treated you during the time when it was an employer market and um, wanting to be a place where people feel valued, where people can thrive, where people are growing. And I think that I, I would love to see what your strengths are because you are a gardener basically of people. You're looking for their strengths and you're growing them. And there's um, like, I'm sure there is one that is basically um, lifting others up and helping them grow into their full potential. And I'm sure that that, I can't think of what it's called, but I'm sure that that's one of your top five strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a, it's just a cool thing that they have a great star in doing that because that will help BCRA grow. It will help, you know, all, all kinds of things. It'll, it'll be a huge win. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, I feel so uplifted from our conversation and just excited about the future of us working together. We have two projects in front of us right now, and I'm looking forward to more just because, you know, to be able to work with someone like you that cares so deeply about their work and their client and really their team members, which would be me. I would have the benefit of that, <laughs> that great care. And that's just a tremendous blessing. So I, I just thank you. Thanks for sharing your heart today. Um, it, it is my great pleasure to know you. And I look forward to making that an even stronger relationship in the future. Well, likewise. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to talk about these things. It motivates me as well. It's good to remind myself sometimes like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good to talk about the good. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care.